Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to Viral, a podcast series looking at the spread of COVID-19 as it continues to affect Ireland and the international world in a growing capacity. On the podcast today, we look at the future of airline travel and what holiday options are available both this year and into 2021. Unfortunately, you know, we've, we've flown effectively nobody during the months of April, May and June. We would hope to carry about 50% of our planned passengers through July, August, September. That still means we're operating at about 25% of total capacity through the peak six months of our, our year. That was Michael O'Leary speaking to Sky News about the impact COVID-19 has had on Ryanair, one of the world's busiest airlines. O'Leary intends to resume 40% of its commercial flights by July 1st, but unfortunately three months of grounded aircrafts has led to mass job losses within the airline industry and within Ryanair themselves. We're also later this week announcing head office job losses here in Dublin, uh, in Poland and in Spain where we have large uh, office centres as well. These are deeply regrettable, but we have to face facts. This is a year when Ryanair will carry less than 100 million passengers compared to a normal year where we carry 150 million passengers. Sadly, we just don't have enough jobs. As Ryanair announced its own roadmap for reopening their routes and business, we are joined by Paul O'Connell, travel editor for the Irish Independent, to speak about the changes customers are likely to see in airports and on board planes in the short to medium term. Paul and I also discussed whether international holiday making is a reasonable possibility this side of Christmas, and he talks to me about some of the great options for those looking to staycation here in Ireland later on this summer into August. Later on in the podcast, we are also joined by Niall Gibbons, CEO of Tourism Ireland, who are responsible for promoting international tourism into the island of Ireland. The organisation have had a massive responsibility and pull for promoting visitors to Ireland, but as Niall describes in the interview, they are in a once-in-a-lifetime crisis as their industry has crawled to a literal standstill since mid-March. We had an extremely interesting chat about what contingency plans are currently being put into place in a bid to promote Ireland as the go-to destination above many others around Europe who will also be vying for the desperately needed custom as we head into 2021 and beyond. So, Paul, Ryanair have announced within the last 24 hours that they intend to resume up to 1,000 flights a day by July 1st. What might that service and experience look like for a passenger that is travelling with them? Yeah, so Ryanair is first out of the blocks with a sort of a substantial plan here for how it might resume its normal schedules through the summer. And there's a lot of caveats attached to this, and it will say that itself. We need to watch how the virus develops, how the control of the virus goes, what national governments decide, how various travel restrictions are eased and so on. 
So putting that up front and then moving it to the side, what they have said is that they would like to start resuming about 40% of their schedule from July onwards. To put that in context, since mid-March, they have parked 99% of their planes. They're not, 99% of their routes, they're not flying those. They need to get the planes back in the air, get their crews back in the air and get the revenue starting to come in again. So what they're proposing is to start stepping this up on a gradual basis. They think that the, obviously the, the planes won't be full, but they need to get this up and running to start reassuring people and getting con- consumer confidence back in flying. They think that there will be measures like temperature checks, that passengers and crew will be wearing masks, that uh, there will be social distancing involved at all stages of the journey. And then once you step onto the plane itself, there'll be tweaks to things like customer service where you won't get the same uh, food and drink services at the trolley. There'll be contactless payments. You won't see um, things like touch points, as they're called, like in-flight magazines. People won't be allowed to queue for the lose. You have to go to the toilets one at a time. So all in all, this is just an idea at this stage, but it's given us a clear visibility of how airlines like Ryanair are thinking. Will travel in a socially distanced world then reflect a higher price point for the consumer then? Because if a plane has to fly half full, surely that will then increase the airfare as well. Yeah, so right now there isn't a substantial drop on airfares. We're seeing you could book from uh, July you can book a limited numbers of flights from July onwards and they're not at, you know, significantly different prices that we would have seen before. But you are going to see when they get a clear view of what they can operate and when you are going to see uh, sales, big sales. They will want to spark demand. They want to get the people who are who are eager to fly up and flying and they'll do that with a lot of discounting. That's not, uh, they've said that themselves, but it's not sustainable, I don't think, in the medium term or the long term, particularly if fewer people are flying uh, with all of these airport um, hurdles or health checks that you may have to run as a passenger. Um, I don't see how those prices are going to be sustainable as we go forward. So I'd expect you'll see sales first. And then prices will start to even out and even rise after that. Is it correct to say that if a flight is to go ahead still with a minimal capacity, those who had originally booked tickets would not be applicable then for a refund? There has been a bit of criticism surrounding um, Ryanair's announcement that a lot of these routes are going ahead just to avoid having to refund a lot of passengers. Is there any truth within that? The situation, as as you'll know, with the European Regulation 261 says that if, a, if your flight's cancelled for any reason, you can get a refund or a, a rebooking option. So you can choose between those. If you choose a refund, you have to get it. If you choose to reschedule, that could be with a voucher or, or another system of doing it. So Reiner says it's going to continue looking at that. But clearly, if, the flight, if a flight is operating and it's not cancelled, then an airline would be fulfilling its part of the contract. Can we speak a little bit about how holidays might look until there is a vaccine found? Firstly, is there any appetite for international travel at the moment? Oh, there's there's appetite and there's there's desire and people wish they could be travelling. You only have to look at at, at social media or, or speak to people about the nostalgia for holidays, the fact that there you know there's cabin fever. They would. Our weather here in Ireland has been good in the last number of weeks, but if it's if we get a sustained period of bad weather, I think it'll drive it even more. But what needs to happen is uh, Ireland needs to unlock to let people fly out. 
other countries need to unlock to let them fly in. And none of that is going to happen in the next, in the immediate next uh, near future, in, in May, in June, in very unlikely in July. So it's at least going to be August before we can do that. But I think then what's needed is reassurance. We, we want to know that flying is safe, that we're not putting ourselves or our family at risk as we travel. And that's not just about the airport, that's about or the airport plane that's about the whole journey uh, what you do at your destination do you have to undergo quarantines what about public transport when you get there what about when you come home what has to happen so in the next couple of months we're going to need that kind of reassurance so I definitely think the desire the, the, we kind of wish, we dream we could travel but we need those reassurances before it could happen mm. and, and unfortunately you can't just put a date on exactly when that's going to all be in place we are 10 weeks away from the beginning of phase four, which will then potentially allow Irish people to holiday internally. For the tourism industry, is 2020 a write-off or is there still something to salvage for the latter half of the year, do you know? Put it this way, 2020 is about survival. Um, I, I Very few businesses are going to make money this year or make any kind of profit. Um, they're going to rely heavily on state supports. Um, overseas tourism is pretty much a write-off um, for the rest of the year. Now, overseas tourism is responsible for about 70% of our of our gross tourism revenue. Uh, domestic visitors, staycationers like you and I are responsible for more of the bad nights around the country, but not, not more of the money. So there's going to be a huge hit. But it's not a write-off, and it's important that people don't start thinking like that. It's important that people think that when it's safe to travel, that we can get out and we can support our tourism and hospitality businesses, even if it's a small thing like a meal out or or Mm. a a walk with a guide, uh, an activity or an adventure, a hotel break, um, a, a trip to a camping place that we know and love. As these things are able to open safely, in August, September, October, all going well, I do think that we will be able to help support them, that the industry, although it's not going to make, you know, shed loads of money clearly this year, that that will help them work through the new processes that need to be set up. It'll help them to tread water and survive. All the while, the hope is that this can happen as we move towards treatments, vaccines and and a kind of a new normal. And to finish off, I think there's probably very few people within the country that are as well versed about the hospitality and tourism industry here in Ireland. Do you have anything planned yourself or is there anything you would look at as an exciting new opportunity to do internally in Ireland? I'm just trying to spark some ideas for any listeners that might be wanting some sort of getaway at the later half of this year. Yeah. I just want to get out from my 5K at the moment. We have we have a chart up on our kitchen wall here of, of the, the various dates and, and as our you know restrictions are going to ripple outwards slowly to 20K and so on. I think there'll be opportunities in outdoorsy stuff, activities, adventures, walking. Um, I think that we've reconnected with nature and I think that we will want to meet up with the with if in small groups with the people that are near and dear to us. In our case, it will be granny and granddad yeah. and, uh, and close friends. And I think that that's where the opportunity will be in staycations and in travel in the immediate future. We won't go so far, but we want to meet, re- reunite um you know, we've missed Mother's Day, we've missed birthdays, we miss each other, but we want to get together in safe ways where we don't meet large crowds. So you could you could say maybe self-catering, maybe luxury is at an advantage there, brands that people know and trust, resorts that, that we may have been back to again and again throughout 
throughout our lives. So the, the, the places and businesses that can get very clear um, health and safety messages out and reassure us, I do think that, that we'll be ready to go and support them then when, when we feel it's safe to do that. And here is my discussion with Niall Gibbon, CEO of Tourism Ireland. Tourism Ireland is responsible for marketing the island's overseas operations in terms of tourism. What approach have you been taking over the last couple of weeks as the industry has obviously come to a complete standstill? Well, we have operations in 20 markets around the world and we've watched the entire global industry come to a, a grinding halt. Um, never have we seen a crisis uh, do this. and uh, been involved in many in tourism over the years. So we have been engaged in a lot of communication with industry um, in relation to I mean, trying to sustain business into 2021. There are a lot of people, obviously, who had booked holidays to come here in 2020. And a lot of those reassuringly have been postponing as opposed to cancelling their trips. So our teams have been involved in re-engaging uh, with the travel trade, uh, engaging with air and sea carriers to see when that might be restored, working on a recovery plan for Irish tourism, and also making sure that we keep the lights on for Ireland. Because remember, we've got a very strong digital presence out in the marketplace. We've got over 5 million fans on social media. Uh, they all have 200 friends each. So if we can put a story out there about Ireland and remind them about how great Ireland is, and they all share it with one friend, potentially it reaches an audience of a billion people. So we've been mm-hmm. keeping those channels live. We repositioned those channels over the last sort of um, six or eight weeks, and we're getting great reaction. And our traffic now on digital platforms for Ireland is higher than it was, believe it or not, a year ago. I was speaking to Polo Canila for this piece as well. And one thing we talked about is that there still is an appetite for travel, even though it's obviously slowed down quite a lot. And maybe coming into 2021, we are going to see quite an increase when this does calm down of air travel internationally. What does Ireland need to do to stand out as a destination above the rest? Well, I think you're right. I mean, when the, the time comes um, when this pandemic has moved on, you know, there will be a pent-up demand for travel. There will be a very strong comeback. And for us, I suppose, there's three key things. First of all, we have to know who the future consumer is because there's no question that people are going to have been affected by this pandemic. And we need to understand what their appetite is for travel. Will it be long-haul? Will it be short-haul? Um, what sort of messages are people receptive to hearing? Would they be looking for city breaks? Would they be looking for country breaks? Would they be wide open space? And are it plays well to all those strengths? So we'll be doing a big research campaign, which we put into the market right now, uh, tracking impacts from COVID, uh, looking at our consumers, understanding them better. And what that will allow us to do is to make sure that we are in there at the right time uh, when we go back into the market, which market, when, where, uh, how, and who will talk to with what message. The second big part of it is the whole scene on air access. 85% of people come here by air. Uh, we've seen that, seen that grind to a halt. And it'll be really important that we work with key partners like Aer Lingus and Ryanair, American carriers like United, Delta, um, to, to, to ensure that you know, we, we work with them to, to, to fill as many planes as possible. I mean, we had 616,000 seats for sale every week this time last year. Uh, we've now got none. And we really have to work hard to ensure uh, that we work with the carriers to see as many uh, planes back in the sky, really, to, to aid that connectivity into Ireland. And thirdly, then, we need to make sure that our industry is in good shape. It's been a very difficult time for them, but we'll need to be out there with a strong campaign in the latter part of this year in certain markets, uh, with, with a strong and confident industry with a message about holidays in Ireland in 2020, late 2020 and beyond.
And what type of consultation is being done between all the various stakeholders? Obviously, it's within Ryanair and Air Lagos' best interest to try and bump up the tourism industry as soon as possible. Are Neffet consulted on any of this or what type of indications are you guys waiting for to, to start and maybe a new campaign that really, really tries to see the market go and to drive? I mean, collaboration uh, across all the structures has been second to none. I mean, there are regular uh, structured calls across the whole spectrum of industry, hotels, restaurants, uh, licensed premises. Uh, we're in regular contact on a weekly basis with our two ministers. Tourism Ireland, of course, is a cross-border body. So Arlene Foster, the first minister, uh, and also Diane Dawes, our tourism minister, have been taking a keen interest in relation to uh, how things are progressing. Their task force has been established as well. We've been in touch with the carriers. It's too early to say what types of campaigns we'll have. That's what the research will be uh, there to find out in time to come. But it is going to be later this year, more likely the autumn by the time we see first visitors have come uh, back from the likes of Great Britain. And more important markets like uh, North America and also Germany and mainland Europe uh, looking at a comeback more likely in 2021. And can you finally as well tell me about the Fill Your Heart campaign that's currently running at the moment? Yeah, what I mean, that Fill Your Heart campaign is really about encouraging inspirational content from the creative community. Uh, Tourism Ireland has got a very strong platform abroad uh, and we're working with partners like Culture Ireland, like other voices. For example, the Lisa Hannigan concert that was broadcast in the National Concert Hall last week was a solo performance uh, was seen by over 200,000 people on Facebook Live on the Tourism Ireland channels last week. Um, the Other Voices campaigns have been seen by 800,000 people. We've got a lovely piece that we did with Lenny Abrahamson and Eddie Element Pictures uh, working with normal people. And that's got terrific reaction overseas and showcases the best of what Dublin and Sligo has to offer. So we're working across a range of themes, culinary, the great outdoors, humour and storytelling, literature, film, theatre, music and dance, photography, virtual tours, wellness and genealogy. And it's really bringing the whole Ireland story to life and telling people abroad that when the time is right to travel, that Ireland will be there for them and our arms will be open for them and we'll be ready to embrace them. And it's getting a great reaction already. That was episode 25 of Viral COVID-19. I would like to thank Paul O'Connell, travel editor for the Irish Independent and Niall Gibbons, CEO of Tourism Ireland for joining me on the podcast today. We will be back on Friday with more news around Ireland's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Ian Doyle. I'll talk to you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.